your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and start listening to Locked On NHL. There are fantastic hosts over there and fantastic in-depth analysis from around the league as well. And you're going to make sure you want to subscribe to the show and, of course, you'll be hearing from me over there as well, probably before you know it. Today's episode is a kicking off the week of uh, a breakdown of the season. So before we jump into everything, I would like to remind you all to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. We are available on major streaming services like Spotify, Odyssey, uh, right on the Locked On podcast uh, website, Apple. Did I say Spotify already? <laughs> but, you know, we're here for you, and you're going to want to make sure you're subscribed. If you need to turn on notifications, do that. Leave a nice little review and a five-star rating while you're there so you never miss an episode, and especially on theme weeks, which is what we're doing today and obviously this week. I figured we could take a look at the season, but in chunks of 10. So this entire week is going to be dedicated to, you know, basically 10 games apiece, 10 games every day, if that makes sense. I think that it's going to help us analyze the bigger picture by looking at the smaller pieces and, you know, kind of putting it all together. So there's none of this, oh, you know, like they were really going on a run here. What, like what went wrong? They never got it together. Like there's none of this, you know, I don't, extreme. Like were the expectations too high going into this season? And at what point in the season did we need to kind of come down to reality and realize this team probably wasn't going to make the playoffs? So like I said, the best place to start is the beginning. And of course, we're going to start at the first 10 games and what stood out, what went well, could things have gone better? They were four, four, and two in their first 10. And the season did start with an overtime loss against Winnipeg and they haven't won a season opener in years. It has been a very long time since that happened. I believe it's 2009, but I could be very wrong with that because 2009 was a long time ago. <laughs> I just re- remember seeing that and I should have fact-checked it. I'm sorry. But I still remember that game. Like it, I still remember preparing my season preview like it was yesterday. So I'm not entirely sure where this season went, to be completely honest. And the next two games were against Vancouver and they were wins. I think it was a matter of the Flames shaking the rust off, you know, getting back into the swing of things. They had eight goals between two games and 30-plus shots on goal. And the power play units were scoring as well. So it just kind of seemed like they were finding themselves again. You know, obviously some teams come out in a better condition than others. Some 
are just able to fly out of the gate like we've seen with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. You know, if you know, you know. Uh, But it's just very interesting to see this, what I thought was a slow start, actually be a slow season. (laughs) And then they had two more losses to wrap up their first five games against Toronto. And they outshot Toronto 33-32 to in Game 1. And then they outshot them again 26-21 in the next game. And the one-goal games, which seemed promising uh, because, you know, they were still being competitive. It wasn't like these guys were going out there and just kind of allowing Toronto to run them over. They were able to put up numbers to match Toronto and then unfortunately just never it didn't really finish. <laughs> they never finished the job. But as we know now, Toronto is out of the playoffs. So if you're a Toronto fan listening to this, uh hope you're okay. And for the rest of us out there who, you know, actively root against Toronto. Today's a big win for us. But I am going to cover the next five games in the next little bit. But first, let me tell you about Wealthfront. Decades of data show that investors trade individual stocks underperform the market each year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. And you should team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going over to wealthfront.com forward slash locked on NHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. That's Wealthfront, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Omosto. You know, every game starts or sorry, every season kind of starts off in a way that is so drastic. Either fans are like, this team's going to win the Stanley Cup, or, oh my God, blow this team up and get them out of my face, blow up the core. There's just, there's no in-between. And I feel like with the Flames, it's always the worst side of the extreme. (laughs) I think that last offseason, people were expecting trades to be made. You know, I think that maybe there was... A potential Johnny Gaudreau trade in the works. There wasn't, but I think that's what a lot of people wanted to believe. I think that there were people who believed Sean Monahan was going or Kachuk. I don't really know what they're basing this off of other than their own desire to blow up the core. And I'm not entirely sure that's what you need to do. I think it, there are adjustments that need to be made, which we will get to, of course, (laughs) on Friday's show once we look at this bigger picture. But right now we're going to talk about the next five games. And 
they split the next two with Montreal. Uh, they outshot their opponents 25 to 21, and they outshot again 20. Or th- sorry, they were outshot uh, 37 to 33, and they they still won two to nothing. And Montreal was such a fun team to play against, and I think it was maybe more evenly matched than you know when they were going against the Leafs. And I don't necessarily think that you know our Forwards or anything are any, you know, Tyler Toffoli or anything like that. But I do think that, you know, there's a combination of that youth and veteran presence there. The goaltending is outstanding. And, you know, I'm going to raise my hand and shake Carrie Price's hand at the first chance I get for really all of the backlash he's gotten and then the doubting, but, you know, going up against him is something, especially, (laughs) especially when you are, uh, you know, Carey Price. I, I love, loved watching him in the playoffs, but they did have three straight against Winnipeg. And that certainly felt like a, you know, mini series. (laughs) We talked about the mini series at the end of the season as well against Vancouver and I just think that the scheduling and the reality of the North Division allowed many teams to capitalize and feed off of each other's weaknesses so you know your opponent pretty well before that midseason point because you've only played them and I really wish that it didn't have to be like that this year I obviously COVID and everything, duh, you got to do, we're lucky we got hockey, but at the same time, you have to realize that like so many of these teams are at an advantage because they're able to read their opponents better and capitalize and go with every opportunity that they can for the, you know, playoffs, but hopefully next season is a little bit more of a level playing field across the league. I'm hoping that things will be somewhat back to normal by then. And these three games against Winnipeg, let's get back on track. Uh, They won in a shootout, thanks to Johnny Gaudreau, and then they fell short in the next two. One thing that I noticed here is that they couldn't really string more than two wins together at a time. They'll string losses together like it's a walk in the park and like it's nothing. And I just think that this team was not very competitive. I don't think that it's worth, you know, getting our hopes up for anything until this team kind of comes out and they can play at a more competitive level that, you know, they need to work on their speed. They need to work on conditioning. They are just a much slower team and they were exposed during those games against Edmonton. You know, Edmonton is a fast, fast team. And unfortunately, the Flames couldn't keep up really with anyone in the, in the league. But coming up next, we're going to wrap up these 
first 10 games, and I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. Maybe that's what the Flames need. Maybe they need a little bit more protein in their diet to help give them that energy that Built Bar will give you. Built Bar has a, an amazing variety of flavors and selection that you need to get you through your day. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next purchase at BuiltBar.com. I am very excited to get my next order, and I think that is exactly what I need to help me get through these next few weeks of planning content. So if you're like me and want something to get you through this summer, head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know, we can talk about this team for hours on end. I think that there wasn't really a compelling case for them to really make the playoffs. I, you know, I wish that I was a little bit more reasonable with my predictions and things like that, but the division had a lot of competition and it did look like the flames were going to be able to hold their own for a little bit but i just think that other teams in the division were so better prepared i guess you know i think that you know you have teams like toronto bringing in tyler Toffoli to score all of those goals you have ottawa in their rebuild you know being able to kind of compete with your for once for a very long t- for the first time in a long time i think and it just goes to show you that rebuilds can happen quickly and this you'll start seeing success it doesn't mean not making the playoffs is time to do another rebuild or anything like that you know you got to look at what assets you need and where those weaknesses were and fill those gaps and I think it's time for the Flames to kind of do that, too, in a way that is not overshooting what they need. I think that there are plenty of things that they could use. (laughs) I do think that, you know, obviously we've talked about it, but a solid top line winger, or sorry, second line winger. And I just think that the offense was struggling a lot, especially in these first... 10 games they were scoring but the blue line was just it was not great you know Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin really held down the blue line they were not on an e- not on the ice for an even strength goal for um i believe it was over 2 hours so that you know not Letting up goals like that, you want, <laughs> you don't want to do that. You know, obviously, Hannafin and Tana were just fantastic, and unfortunately, Hannafin's season ended early with that shoulder injury. But I'm hoping that next year this team is able to build off of something, whether that be, you know, acquisitions made, people leaving the locker room. Whatever it may be, this team absolutely needs to figure it out. Otherwise, we are going to be playing middle-of-the-road mediocre hockey for a very long time. And letting up three to five goals a game was absolutely unacceptable. I just don't think that it is 
fair to leave your goaltender out to dry like that and your offense not being able to step up and, you know, compete. And it's very irritating to look back at these box scores and see how little the offense did. And, you know, Matthew Kachuk had a little bit of a rut this season. I think that he it was a down year and he'll bounce back. But when you look at things like that, it's just very telling as to how this year went. And because Johnny didn't necessarily respond super, super quickly to Daryl Sutter's system and things like that, there was all that speculation. But that's what we'll talk about in a few few more episodes but thank you all so much for tuning into locked on flames today i greatly appreciate it make sure you follow me on twitter at jess belmosto and have a fantastic day i would love to see you go show uh, locked on nhl some love i think it would be great um you know go show locked on canadians some love too because who does not love the underdog compete completing a 3-1 comeback and winning Game 7 against Toronto, 3-1. They're on to Winnipeg. But like I said, thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode, and I will catch you later. Bye-bye.